Hey, it's Assbutt. It's Assbutt time, and you know what that means. It's time to butt your own ass. Yeah. Mm, I love when our openings are just super coherent. <laughs> we haven't Easy. had a we haven't had a coherent opening in twenty years. To understand. Yeah. We're just like the plot of Supernatural, becoming less coherent over time. Mm, so whole... you say, ho, 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 what a, what a zing against our dear friends, the Supernatural writers. Our dear friends, or should we say, our enemies. I'm glad I'm um, not the only one that has trouble hearing my cohorts. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I said what I said, and I mean it. <laughs> Damn right. You're only going to say worse before the night is through, I'm afraid. I, I'm, oh, just I'm, I'm sure I will. Or will we? Or are we? I'll have to <laughs> stick around they? for about 20 minutes to find out. Because that's how long our little opening sections are. Yes, it is us, the three of us, chit-chatting about our feelings. Or something. Or yeah, something. I don't fucking... Wait, sorry, what? We're keeping it real loosey-goosey this week, much like last week. Yeah, uh, la- <laughs> the pure chaos that was last the, week. The Holy pure shit. fucking chaos. The, the Reese's Pieces incident. Reese's Pieces! Fuck off. <laughs> I just want to say that Hasbutt has actually been a extended... <laughs> performance art piece where our mental state is reflected in the season of Supernatural. Who would you say that, dear fr- dear, f- dear lad? Chat, if you will. Who would you say that's the case? I've got mm. a beverage next to me. It is uh, grape hyacinth. Ooh. Uh, uh, flower juice and lemonade. And Cathead's Honeysuckle Vodka, which is the best vodka, nice. right? The best favorite vodka. I, I, very recently, I recently learned about the grape hyacinth mm-hmm. and extracting its juices and mm. pouring it in lemonade to turn it pink. Yes, that is what I, I, I believe we may perhaps have learned it from the same place. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so... Uh, I just want you to know that every time I've done the <laughs> supernatural voice, I have pulled my drink up, swished it around, and then I've chewed on my rubber reusable straw <laughs> as if it were a pipe. <laughs> I say, old chap. So, nice. anyways, supernatural writers, if you're listening, I have a glove and you have a face. We shall duel at dawn. So, or we'll just slap you around. It's exactly. hey, we only do this because we love you guys. And we expected better. It is the type of love I imagine most Riverdale fans have with their the Riverdale writing staff. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. I only know like one Riverdale fan, and she is a fan of this podcast and Supernatural. So I assume the Venn diagram of is Riverdale fans and Supernatural fans, yeah, it's just a straight, no, no separation. So I, I saw a tweet that was like, people think that Riverdale's writing is completely unhinged, but what they don't realize 
is that the Archie comics themselves are completely unhinged. And I've never Mm -hmm. read Archie comics, so I can't confirm. But that just seems right to me. Yeah, very much so. I know when some, like, when Riverdale came out, some Archie fans were like, what the fuck is this? Is Archie fucking Miss Grundle? Like, (laughs) (laughs) what the hell? And then they were like, Jughead's a sensitive, a sensitive little boy now. Mm-hmm. He's a weirdo. He's a weirdo. Yeah. He's got a hat. <laughs> Do you see this stupid little hat? Yeah. We really got to memorize that monologue. No. <laughs> it, it it needs to be our next like podcast copy pasta. So yes. for the past, I'm gonna garingly switch topics now. For the past two weeks, Travis has asked Ben and I a question for us to answer, and that question is. If you had a job during the apocalypse, what would you want it to be? I mean, I would say, like, kind of post-apocalypse. Post-apocalypse. Because the the apocalypse is the event happening. Post-apocalypse is, like, you know, society trying to rebuild. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, Fallout 2, Fallout New Vegas-ish kind of post-apocalypse. I want you guys to know that I do have an answer, Okay. I do, but I've refrained mm. from telling Travis because I want to see how many times I can get him to ask this question. So far, it's been once. <laughs> Travis, what? ask again. Ask again, Travis. What would be your job in the post-apocalypse? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. It's victim. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that tracks. <laughs> I want to be dead. <laughs> Yeah. That's my plan. <laughs> that I has mean, been my plan for years. I have not changed it. That's fair. That's honestly the best plan I've ever heard. Can I give <laughs> you, you the worst okay. answer I've ever heard for this I'm, question? Yes. I'm changing the parameters of the question. Assuming you were born after the apocalypse, mm. what would your job be? Oh, no, I'm going to answer Still the original victim. question with the worst <laughs> answer I've ever heard. Okay. Because to go along with Victim, uh, this came from a girl who was three years behind me in high school. I don't remember how this question came up, but I think she just announced to her Christian high school classmates that in order to survive a meteor strike or a nuclear holocaust, I'm surprised she said the word holocaust correctly, to be honest with you. She said she would dig the biggest hole possible and lie down in it. That's just making a target for yourself. Unless yeah. she's like covering up the hole on top of her. No, just digging a hole and getting just down like a into big, it. like a you know length and width of your shovel style yeah. holes hole. No, like the deep, like a hole to China kind of hole. Oh, well, that's yeah. where the Wait, apocalypse she's would come on from. Outrunning <laughs> exactly. the apocalypse. I think she was digging down to it. Like she's like, I can dig faster than a nuclear. A palm can kill me. Or a meteor could hit the earth. That's not the worst. Okay, first of all, no, she can't. Second of all, that's not the worst answer I've ever heard. The worst okay. answer I've ever heard uh, is uh, Fallout 76. <laughs> Just the entirety <laughs> of the game. I used to have a coworker. Bless his sweet soul. He was a very nice guy. But he was obsessed with Fallout 76. Ub fucking obsessed. And he would be like, you know, that could actually happen. And it's like, first of all, my guy, 
stop saying that so excited, right? Like, (laughs) stop being so thrilled at the prospect because the Fallout universe is a nightmare world. Also, Mm. 76, that's the one? All the Fallout games, you're going with 76? The one with with Mothman in it? (laughs) Yeah. The one in West Virginia? That's your fucking... That's your Fallout dream? You don't have any other suggestions? Like, no other games? He was like, well, I haven't played any of the other ones. And I was like, what? Oh, God damn. Oh, buddy. Yeah, he started with Fallout 76. But, like, he... He was like, I mean, it could happen. And I was like, no. First of all, Vault Tech doesn't exist. And they're not building underground bunkers to try to get us to... To, to experiment on us. Second of all, in the games, most people who went in a vault tech vault fucking still died. Yeah. Third of all, uh, we're in Huntsville and we're absolutely going first. Oh yeah. yeah like there's sure. no hope. We're even a meteorite would target us first. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> if it actually came down to nuclear war, we're fucked. There's yeah. no fallout world. But now this begs the question. What Fallout game? <laughs> what Fallout setting would you like to be in? Uh, New Vegas for sure. Oh, you just want that big iron on your hip? Okay, I do. But do you also, mean, like, in New Vegas, like you're on the strip, or do you just no, mean I like mean, you're the courier? Either I'm the courier, or I am just some random MCR bumpkin living in California. <laughs> Because that's society, baby. If I am going to be in the Fallout universe, then if I'm going to specifically be in Fallout New Vegas, then I also want to be the courier. But if I'm not the courier, then I'm not interested. The courier, my favorite, the courier is my favorite Fallout protagonist. And the reason why they're my favorite is because... They Looney Tunes their way through (laughs) potentially taking down two despots. You know what I mean? Like two dick, like two totalitarian monsters. So that is pretty true. That's just it's stunning. Honestly, it's it's so good. And they'll never die because of that, because you can't kill Bugs Bunny. (laughs) <laughs> who do you think is going to take Bugs Bunny out a gun fuck you like that's never going to happen yeah Bugs Bunny just puts his finger in it and it explodes backwards exactly yeah. so to if I'm not the courier though then Fallout 4 Okay. specifically in Diamond City mm, yeah I mean I guess if you live in Diamond City but, like, the Commonwealth is such a nightmare because of the Institute yes. that it would be, I think it would be harder to live in the Commonwealth than in NCR territory. Okay, but hold on. Counter argument. The Legion. <laughs> well. One. <laughs> Two. Casdors. I'm already out. And okay. three. Fallout 4. Uh, death claws are fucking pussy bitches. True. Whereas New Vegas death claws are legitimately threatening. Yeah, they're terrifying. They are. They are so fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. But in Fallout 4, you see a death claw at like level one. 
Literally. Yeah. Level two if you play your cards right, but Yeah, but still yeah, literally and you, and you level beat it. one. Like you're meant to beat it. Like mm-hmm. that is that is a little pussy bitch right there. So like the institute's scary, but that guy's also like he's about to die. You know, whatever. Man, honestly, I would love an alternate intro to Fallout Four where instead of being the sole survivor you are just some dude who came across the Minutemen in that town, and then the death claw comes, and then you just die, and then you wake up as as, as the sole survivor later. That's great. Some fucking bullshit. And someone else has killed the death claw. Mm, let's make that alternate start mod. You know, it's one yeah. of those Ooh, like, and then oh, you this don't have to run into I'm the Minutemen. Oh, the other reason why I want to be in Diamond City is, of course, my forbidden robot husbando, Nick Valentine. Of course, of course, of course. Best Fallout 4 character. Bethesda, please let me have my robot husband. Why can't I marry him? This is fucking ridiculous. So, so that's it. That's my, that's my dream. Um, what about you, uh, Benjamin? What Fallout world, what Fallout, like, town or city or settlement do you want to live in? Honestly, I'm going to go Fallout 3. Really? Okay. Capital really, Wasteland? I really dig. Like, I, that, that was my first Fallout, and I really dug it. Uh, New Vegas is cool. Uh, I wouldn't mind, like, trying to take down Cazadors and stuff. But to answer the original question along with this question, I would be, like the roaming hermit kind of thing and just probably sticking by myself like you know the little snipers that you find all on like the highways Mm, in like Fallout 4 I'd probably be that kind of a dude just avoiding like just taking care of problems as I see them and trying to avoid them as much as possible that's where I kind of see myself and like slowly trying to start a cult which never, it's never going to take off, but it'd be good flavor text for somebody that comes across my notebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what part of Fallout Three? Oh, like, definitely like the like the like, mega, like megaton or whatever. Oh, nah, I would probably be closer to like the highways and shit, like I was talking about. Like, oh, okay. I really enjoyed um, what are the DLCs? It's the one where you're like out in the fucking swamp. Probably like out there. Uh oh, I can't remember the names of any of those. I so, haven't played any of the Fallout Three DLCs. They're worth it. Um, I wish three DLC. It's not Mothership Zeta. Definitely no. not. But that one's great. And it's not Operation Anchorage. It's not. No. It's the one. It's the one that's not either of those. It's the other one that definitely has. Oh, a Point name. Lookout. Ah, Point yeah, Lookout. It's I was like about to swamp. say Black Marshes, and I was like, no, that's Skyrim. That's close. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it doesn't really give an area. But it's like the swamp coast along Maryland. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just enjoyed that like a hell of a lot. Like I used to just speed run to that whenever I started a new character, just because of how much I enjoyed it. Hell yeah. But yeah, sniper cult leader is what I would be. I am sticking by my answer. Just your average Joe in Mm -hmm. Diamond City, right? Really trying to stay out of it. Just not, hey, 
not uh, none of my business, you know. I just yeah. I'm here to peddle my weird Fallout Four fruits, okay. my mutt fruits, my oh, so- irradiated corn. So if you were in like Hyrule in a Legend of Zelda game, you would be Beetle. I, I'm, I, I'm just uh, travel along the ro- road with all my bugs and 47 arrows. That's me. <laughs> Don't got too many questions. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with that. I haven't yeah. played enough of Fallout Three to really be like, this is. I love this. Hmm. I just thought the world was more was fleshed out better in three over four. That's just me. You're probably right. Although I will say, Fallout Four is definitely a more less green game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, less more like birds. sickly, less sickly green. Well, yeah. it's green, but in a different way. There's actually plants. Yeah. yeah. So, because of the institute or whatever, or is there mm. plants in the overworld? Mm. A lot of I've... dead trees because of the bombs that fell. Yeah. So I might have a long time ago downloaded a vegetation mod. So <laughs> I think the way anymore? I see, <laughs> I think the way I see the Commonwealth is probably a lot more plant laden than vanilla. But I have never. Basically never played vanilla Fallout 4. <laughs> also, and I cannot state this enough, if you are going to play Fallout 4, download the alternate start mod. It is the gift yeah. that keeps on giving. Oh, hell yeah. It, is it really is. The best Unless... mod for any video game I've ever downloaded, other than the Dragon Age 2 one, where I get to skip the dumb fucking tutorial in the beginning. Hell yeah. I hate that tutorial so much. I will say, I did that Fallout 4 start alternate start mod uh, one time. Went really well. Another oh, yeah. time, I was level 3 and good neighbor with nothing but my clothes and a pistol to my name. Hell yeah. And I had to uh, scrounge up as much stolen goods as I can and sell my gun so I could hire McCready to get me the fuck out of good neighbor. Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, okay, so the, so again, I've usually had a pretty good time with the alternate start mod, but the craziest alternate start I've ever had is I chose to be a courier, because I was like, oh, I'm falling in Vegas, um, <laughs> and I was dropped in Jamaica Plains yeah! with nearly nothing except for, like, <laughs> a little 9 millimeter pistol mm-hmm. and 30 bullets and just a shit ton of feral, feral ghouls that were way higher level than I was. Oof. And I uh, ran. I ran for the hills like a little baby. Yeah. <laughs> I think I actually probably consoled and com- console commanded a better gun just mm. like so I could survive running away because they were fucking everywhere. Uh, but yeah, the alternate uh, start mod is a lot of fun. Just be careful yeah. when you're picking some of those options, because it will it will drop you like, oh, here's a death claw nest, and you're just yep. fucked. You're fucked. Yeah. yeah. There's something similar that happens with the alternate one of the alternate start mods for Skyrim, where you just get your shit pushed the fuck in. Can you imagine being playing that art alternate start mod, and it starts you in the Salem? Like, which museum? 
Oh, fuck. Where there's, like, three death claws or something crazy like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I would just run away. There's another place on the way to that where uh, it's, like, a raider camp. And then if you go to the top of the raider camp, there's a little bell you can ring. Yep. And if you ring that bell, it gives you an alpha death claw. Oh, shit. The kind kind that turns invisible. Cool. Love that. Yeah. Super great. Love it. And yet, I would still want to live in Diamond City (laughs) (laughs) if I had to choose. Hey, you notice none of us said Fallout 1 and 2? There's a reason for that. Those games are hard. (laughs) They are difficult. Super mutants everywhere. Oh, boy. So, but yeah. Fallout's fun. Such a good game series. Hell yeah. With some dips. Yeah, it's true for all series. Yeah. Yeah. Every series has got a dip. Yeah. They can't all knock them out of the park. If you're not dipping, you're not... uh, Dapping. Yeah. (laughs) Better to risk the dip than to have never dipped at all. Dapped at all, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe we're going to splish splash. We were taking a bath to talking about this week's Supernatural episode. Yeah. Yeah. Which is called Mother's Little Helper. What is it about? Um. So Sam and Dean. This is this is a flashback episode where Sam and Dean are mm-hmm. they're you know little little boys and they're spending some time with their mom. But then it turns out that their mom gets killed later by a demon deal that she made before both of them were born. Wait a wait a minute. <laughs> hold hold on just a fucking second. Travis. <laughs> Travis. Is this not the plot to Full Metal Alchemist? Oh, <laughs> shit, you're right. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> you got him. Wait, was that a demon or was she just sick? Anyways, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Let's watch this episode. Let's Hell do yeah. it. And we're back. So, as much <laughs> as embarrassing as this is going to be, it took me literally until we were about to start this second half that I realized it's called Mother's Little Helper because there are nuns in this episode. <laughs> oh my god, is that why? Yes! <laughs> I had no idea. I thought it was because Abaddon's like a mom. I it, I mean I'm sure there's like a little double meaning there, but oh like I I pulled up uh, I pulled up the episode on SupernaturalWiki.com, my favorite website. Oh, your homepage. And, and I saw uh, a nun 
in the picture for this episode, and I was like, Mother's Little Helper. I get it now. Boom. I get it. I think I was having, like, the mother, like, Eve flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Actually, <laughs> and so do I we was want... like, oh, my God. Is this, what is happening? And I was just too distracted. Do uh, do we want to dive into this right away? Because I've got something to say yeah, about let's, this. Yeah, let's dive into it. Okay. This episode was really giving me some uh, recycled season seven vibes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Like the whole time. Season six, for sure. Because there's yeah, Solus. Yeah. Solus season, si- season six and season seven. A little, little bit of both. Because there was a solacenness and then the... Um, the mom the, like, thing, claiming the <laughs> the mom thing, the claiming souls for hell, and then also the like creating an army to be ubiquitous in their battle, like the Leviathans were. Oh, also, there's another another civil war going on. I mean, that's been the whole season, but still, yeah. Like in season six, it was a civil war in heaven, and now it's a civil war in hell. Yeah. Wait a like, minute. Let me wait. put my finger Oops, on all this. Civil wait a second. Hmm. What about this seems familiar? Oh, also, quick sidebar. Benjamin, does this mm-hmm. almost exact episode not happen like two seasons from now? Yeah. Oh, good lord. Yeah, like I, I, the entire time I was watching this, I was like, I could have sworn this episode happened like in season 11. And then I had to yeah. look it up. And it does. <laughs> I'm fairly certain you're right, yeah. This oh, is like Jesus. different actors. It's not exactly remember... this, but it's very similar. Yeah. Oh, no, I remember this episode being way better, and I think that's why, Ari. Yeah, you you're, you might be right. Hmm. People do think that, or at least a couple of people I've talked to think that season 11 is a like return to form um, hmm. after just the dregs that were seasons 9 and 10. Yeah. We'll, we'll be the judge of that. Uh, I, will, I will say I remember season 11 being like the start of the upswing. Not necessarily an upswing, yeah. but positive moment uh, momentum is what oh, happens in okay. season 11. Oh, Finally something to look forward to. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. <laughs> hey! Oh, the end. The, the, the pinprick of the light at the end of the season 9 and 10 tunnel. Well, don't get too excited because I will say this. I personally don't like season 11. Oh, no. I know. That is why I described it in the way that I did. Yeah. Uh, so, but real quick, going back to this episode, I gotta say, I actually... This episode's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not great. It's not particularly bad, though. Yeah. It's just kind of like, it's there. This Hey, this is Misha Collins' first time mm. directing. Oh, shit. I did not even realize that. Yeah. Oh, so, congratulations to him. And it was uh, written by Adam Glass, who, you know, is a repeat. I almost wanted to be, like, offender, but, you know, he was an oh, executive really? producer. Oh. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. Um. <laughs> oh my god, he did. Oh no wonder I'm getting mother flashbacks. He wrote yeah, he "Mommy did. Dearest." Yeah. And like a virgin. 
we I feel like we do this oh every God. time either Adam Glass or um <laughs> Robbie anytime Robbie Thompson or Adam Glass show up as yeah. writers for episodes we're like this fucking guy he did this <laughs> that <laughs> son of a bitch That's oh my <laughs> Honestly, How can he do this to us? We're just that, like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia meme that's like, I've had enough of this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's Adam Glass and Robbie Thompson. Yeah, Honestly, I, as, as oh, awful man. as their episodes are sometimes, I crave Buck Loving. I crave them. <laughs> you gotta crave the chaos. <laughs> give, me, give me something to talk about, Buck. You know, yeah, give, me, I gotta, give me a hit mm-hmm. of that sweet, sweet Buck Loving insanity. Um, yeah. Yeah, but this episode is okay. It's fine. Like, there's really... Honestly, I could have done without Josie being in love with Henry. Uh... Yeah, it was weird flavor. Yeah. But it was alright. I, I mean, it was fine. It was okay. Yeah. Was I pumped about it? No. But was I upset about it? Uh, not really. It just felt like a very obvious thing yeah 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 i the minute that josie so okay well hold on real quick here's what happens in this fucking episode because you're probably like josie and henry they're dead so this episode begins with dean in his feelings because of the mark of cain stuff and sam's like hey i'm gonna go investigate this case that almost certainly has something to do with Abaddon because it's a bunch of people acting crazy. Um, and he gets there and there's no sulfur. There's no signs of demon possession. And it turns out what's actually happening is that there is this nun who's been there since like the fifties. And she is harvesting human souls so that they can be turned into demons. Um, for Abaddon's army. Very season six, right? Mm. And the way that Sam gets clued, like, clued into this is that there's another nun there who was like, hey, I was a nun during the 50s when this started happening. And it turns out that Josie and Henry of Men in Letters season eight fame were like, they're investigating when this started happening. And also this is where Josie got possessed by Abaddon. And over the course of those flashbacks, we find out that Josie is in love with Henry for some fucking reason. Um, yeah. And I, I will say Henry's pretty adorable and in both personality and looks. So I guess. Uh, and he looks like a man who needs to be pegged. And maybe Josie was attracted to that. Yeah, maybe. Um, Could have been. But yeah. Yeah. all i gotta say there so could have could have done without that because i'm just not a huge can't they just be buds you know that would have been better yeah like you can still sacrifice yourself for somebody and just be like a pal yeah yeah for sure a friendo even oh yeah a close confidant I mean, how many times did that happen in fucking Doctor Who? Oh my god, like every other episode. Yeah, Yeah. I think every episode, actually. Yeah, Yeah, fuck. Someone's making a sacrifice for their Mm -hmm. pal. So, and then 
uh, there was that scene right before she gets possessed when she's like, take me instead. And Abaddon in Mother Superior is like, you love him and he loves you like a sister. And it's like, hey, that's so pretty good. Like, yeah, that's yeah. a lot of love right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. It's non-sexual, but that's okay. Not everything needs to be about sex, Supernatural. Yeah. So, what type of fridging is this? Is this a fridging? What is um, this? A freezering? An iceboxing? I don't think I don't, it's a fridging. I don't think it's a fridging because uh, Henry already had a wife and a kid. Also, it doesn't it doesn't develop him as a character. Like he doesn't even know about it by the end of the episode. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that I think that's what ultimately saves it from being a fridging is that Henry is unaware as to what the situation is until uh, <laughs> until, until that very fateful day in 1958. Until it's too late. So, oh God, I don't know. I do like um, so the actress who plays uh, Josie slash Abaddon is Elena Huffman, and the actor who plays Henry is Gil McKinney, and I do like both of them together. Like, I think they have good chemistry. Mm -hmm. They have good... They've got good (laughs) pals in the 50s energy. Yeah, Yeah. sister-brother energy. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Um, And I liked the, uh, the former nun who clues Sam in. Yeah, she was my favorite part of the episode, oh, to be honest. she's a hoot. Yeah. She, she's played by Jenny O'Hara. Let's see what else Jenny O'Hara has been in. Uh, Bride and Zoom, which was a video. Hmm. Atypical. I watched some of that. That was a good show. Yeah. Uh, June Pitlick and Perry Mason. She's she's in uh, Transparent. Oh, who is she in Transparent? Br- uh, Bryna. Mm, I don't remember. I've seen like the first season and a half of Transparent, but I don't remember who's who. She's in an episode. She's in Big Love. Mm. She plays Janet Heffernan in King of Queens. Hmm. So, I mean, she's a big TV. TV lady. Yeah. I'm trying to go back to, like, some older roles, because she's a little older, and I'm wondering if she's got, you know. Oh, she plays Thelma Daly in As the World Turns. Hmm. She plays Muriel Spiegelman in Livin'. Hmm. She plays Dixie in My Sister Sam. She was in, like, 44 episodes of that. She was in Chips for two episodes. So yeah, TV oh, man. lady. Yeah. Gil McKenney is Jack Kelso in L.A. Noir. What? Oh, oh, that's cool. Is that the main? Yeah. I, f- I think that's the player character, yeah. Shit, okay. Oh, shit. I, I guess L.A. Noir is on the list for Let's Check It. Oh, yeah, oh, I think great. we talked about that before, yeah. Yeah. He's also Derek Bishop in Friday Night Lights. Hmm. And he's Prince Eric in Once Upon a Time. Oh, snap. 
<laughs> that little television show. That's another show that was like, okay, do we need another season of this? No? Yeah, we're good. Okay, okay. Okay, we're done now. Uh, <laughs> the player character in L.A. Noir is Cole Phelps, a war hero and rookie cop. Okay, that's what I thought. Jack Kelso is like your either your first or second partner. Yeah. Um, let's see. He's also in Friday. Oh, I already mentioned Friday Night Lights. But oh, he's in The Grudge Three. Mm. He's in ER as Doctor Paul Grady. Is is the subtitle of Grudge Three? How long can we hold this? It's uh. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> It's Grudge 3, the grudgening. I was about to make that joke. <laughs> grudge 3, regrudgenated. Yeah. Grudge 3, we're st- still grudging along. Okay. <laughs> well, he played team member in Jeepers Creepers 2. That was his first credited role. Oh, Aww, shit. That's nice. Do you Too remember, bad. was team member your favorite character, do you think? <laughs> I've never Jeepers seen Creepers. Jeepers Creepers 2. I was oh, talking uh, to uh, uh, Benjamina. Oh, Meg, or, yeah, Meg 1 is in Jeepers Creepers 2. Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah, like the. So, a little, like, a little plug for uh, LSA, real quick. Uh, we were going to do Jeepers Creepers, but it turns out the creator did a lot of, like, real bad shit. And the day before we were going to do that, I was going to, like, let you guys know, hey, this is what I'm picking. That's when I found out that shit. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. It also explains why Jeepers Creepers 3 is a fucking turd. Mm, yeah. Oh. Oh, I just experienced whiplash and disappointment. Yeah, right? So I saw that Gil McKinney... No, not a Jeepers Creeper. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Uh, All right. I don't care about that movie franchise. I'm sorry. You, you suffered a disappointment, Ben. Uh, okay. So I saw that uh, Air, uh, Gil McKinney was in Party Monster, and I was like, oh, shit. Who does he play in Party Monster? Because that movie is fucking amazing. And it's not Party Monster. It's Party Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> so Party Monster Oof. is a great movie that has like Seth Green and Macaulay Culkin in it. And they play like um, drag rave partiers in yeah. the 90s it's fantastic there's a murder involved 10 out of 10 and it's based off like mm. a true story party monsters is 19th century's most notorious literary figures out of step with the times find camaraderie as roommates in modern day los angeles okay but kim rhodes is also in this so it I, is going to be on lsa watching oh, this shit. now but i'm so upset i'm so upset Oh, God. Oh, I'm upset. <laughs> yeah, but we're watching this. <laughs> so, it's got, uh, yeah, Gil McKinney as Eric the Phantom. From Phantom of the Opera. <sighs> Inspector Lestrade. I know that name. Lestrade's in, in uh, the Sherlock Holmes franchise, right? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's like Sherlock's cop friend. Oh God, Sherlock! Jesus, Stephen Moffat, let go of your hold on me. Okay. Um, 
I really enjoy looking at like supernatural guest stars and being like, here's what else they're in. Cause it's always some crazy shit. Like not party monster party monsters. <laughs> I can't even find it on just watch. Oh, hell. Yeah, I, it's a TV movie. I'm, I'm pretty sure this one's going to be a little hard to, to nail down. <laughs> you know, if we were able to find... Oh, and Chad Lindbergh is Ash. Remember that guy? Oh, my God. That oh. is a three for, We have to find it. First of all, I typed in Party Monsters, and guess what came up? Party Monsters. Party so Monster, even the internet yeah. doesn't want me to do this. <laughs> Oh, good lord. Hold on. If we were able to find the gender-bent 1980s TV movie about Dorian Dorian Gray, then we are definitely going to be able to find this. All right. Moving back to the episode, because... I cannot go down this party monster's rabbit hole. I will never be able to clear, <laughs> like climb myself out of it. Um, what else do you guys want to talk about this episode? Because honestly, we've we've hit all my talking points. I was okay. watching and I was like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? All right, so you didn't hit either of the things that I wanted to talk about. My oh. things are just kind of nitpicky and weird. Yeah. So in the scene where... Uh, Crowley and Dean are at the bar and Dean talks with the fake uh, demon hunter uh, and he's walking like out onto the street the first vehicle we see is a motorcycle the second vehicle we see is a van Dean approaches neither of these I really thought he was going to hop on the motorcycle and like fuck off I was like oh this I don't remember this but this is hilariously machismo right now uh, and the other scene that I want to talk about is the so when Sam is going to the sheriff's station for like the killings and shit, mm-hmm. they do this uh, this over like this uh, quick cut cutaway to where we see the Impala driving. Mm-hmm. Did y'all notice that the second time they cut back to the sheriff's station, it's the same exact scene? They just split this video in half. I did not notice yeah, that. I, I definitely was not paying that much attention. It's hilarious because the sheriff is like, or the deputy is walking out, saying like, like he continues his stride and gets into the fucking sheriff's car. Like, just it just finishes the the video. I just thought that was hilariously dumb. Oh, we gotta talk about the deputy real quick. Also, we should probably talk about Dean and Crowley and what they're doing this episode. Um, mm-hmm. so this is another. Like Deputy McFuckface, who is absolutely fucking worthless. He th- yeah. this character shows up in Supernatural every once in a while. Uh, this deputy gets a special a special mention, however, because he and Sam are walking up. He's discussing the case. The cold open murder is this like first grade teacher who murders her husband and like beats him to fucking death because he was sitting in front of a TV and dinner wasn't ready or something. I can't remember. Uh, oh yeah. He was pissed off or, about it being meatloaf again. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, he seems like a real, like <laughs> you dropped your crown King, you know? Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's just talking about this pretty like blithely 
not really giving a shit. And then when they walk in and they find her body dead, she's like, this case is disturbing. Mm-hmm. I can be- the the first part didn't freak you out like this completely normal couple suddenly having a, a a wife snap like becoming an oxygen television show you weren't weirded out by that <laughs> um and then also dean does not go with sam to investigate dean goes to a bar to be in his feelings about the mark of cain and crowley shows up and here's where i got cucked by the episode i thought they were going to kiss so, let's discuss that. <laughs> what right? did you think that they were going to kiss? Team Drowly, Team Drowly, Team Drowly. I didn't actually think they were going to kiss because Darn. I've watched enough Supernatural to know that's unlikely. Um, but uh, I'm starting to think that Crowley has a little bit of a crush on Dean. Oh, Definitely. So, also, as we speak, I am pulling up. Drowly fanfic. Drowly fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Is it seen? Did we decide on Keen? No, that's Cass and Dean. Ugh, too many C names in Supernatural. But yeah. Um. So how how are you feeling about Crowley? I'm confused about what his motives are is he basically trying to like coax the mark of Cain out of Dean not like out of him as in to take it but like he's trying to get Dean to embrace the the mark of Crowley Ari silently stare at me like we do when we do this in person <laughs> yes and, and Travis that is, says something that is what I am doing hell yeah um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's definitely what's happening. Mm. Um, but it he just seems to be going about it in a kind of a strange way. Well, he's having to, like, he understands that Dean very much wants to kill him with the, the blade and the mark. Mm-hmm. And so he's doing this very tight tightrope act, right? Oh yeah, he wants to. He oh oh god, is he grooming Dean right now? Stares silently. Yeah, we're staring at each other silently. <laughs> so I oh, will man. say this: wild supernatural at this point can't turn Crowley back into a full villain because it wouldn't be a like it would be silly goofy to do so yeah it wouldn't be satisfying no one would take him um, seriously well wait weren't they trying to do that in season six yes they tried Crowley was supposed to be the big bag and and he was already like not being taken seriously well okay i will say season six had an advantage that uh this season doesn't and that is that we hadn't seen a lot of crowley yet we hadn't seen him be addicted to demon blood we are sorry human blood um, we hadn't seen him, like, kind of try to be buddy cops with Dean or, like, help out Sam. He He's just not going to work as an effective villain because we've seen him help out our good guys, like, way too much. Yeah. He's just so, I don't know, damn likable. Like, he, I think he could be an antagonist. Mm-hmm. But if suddenly he's, like, does a full, you know, villainous reveal... 
and doesn't seem to give any shit about the Winchesters. It's just like, what are you doing, man? Have we not been here before? And also, last episode, we saw you, like, freak out because of the human blood stuff. Like, you're just not that scary. for a dream. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we almost saw you go ass to ass. Yeah. (laughs) We're just, we're just not convinced, my guy. Yeah. You can't. You can't Mm -hmm. do it again. Mm. You can't Um, put the heroin back in the bottle. Exactly. So I hope that they don't do, like, try to make Crowley a full villain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all right with him being a little evil as a treat. Yeah. And he can still definitely be out for number one. But if they're trying to be like, oh, he doesn't care about anyone else and he's going to fuck over the Winchesters and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, no, come come on, guys. Yeah, I don't I don't think he would ever at this point. It doesn't seem like he would ever fully betray the Winchesters. Yeah. Like he tricked him. He tricked him into taking into uh, getting the jawbone. Yeah. uh, And taking that from him. But I don't think he would ever (laughs) the job hardcore betray him at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially not now that he's like in love with Dean. Mm-hmm. Look, maybe that's not the right what the writers intended, but that is how Mark Shepard is playing it. Yeah, for sure, he is hella flirting with him. Oh yeah. Mm. Also, getting the fake demon guy to like like Dean saves his life this episode, and the the way that works is there is a fake demon pretending to be a hunter. Um who follows Crowley into the bathroom Mm -hmm. where Crowley says he has to take a piss, but in actuality, well, Pete tells Dean that he's shooting up, but I don't think that's true either. I think, I think Crowley's kicked the human blood. Oh yeah. I mean, he does say that he's trying to like use the addiction. Like I think this episode came out before limitless or about the same time. So I guess they're trying to like lean that way with the addiction. But also I think, Dean thought, or Crowley was trying to present Dean with a tail just so he would think it was the human blood shit. Yeah. And they still see, addicted yeah. to it and not see the fucking backstabbing of, oh, see, I wanted to see how you feel about me kind of a thing. Yeah. See, the reason why I'm like, I don't know if he's actually addicted to demon blood is two reasons. One, I legitimate, or human blood. Okay, there's so many bloods to be addicted to. And I am confused. Uh, There's two. (laughs) Which is hilarious. Too, too many. Uh, I keep mixing them up. So, okay, I legitimately do not remember. It's been so long since I've seen seasons 9, 10, and 11, Mm. and 12 at this point, that I legitimately do not remember if human blood and Crowley's addiction ever comes up again. Two... I feel like, yeah, I feel like he was just trying to test Dean and see if Dean would save him. And he did. And he was just using like, oh, I was in the bathroom shooting up human blood. You know, I decided to lean into my addiction, like just using that as a plausible tale for why he was in the bathroom. Yeah. Because otherwise there's no reason for that hunter scare quotes to go after him and no Mm -hmm. reason for Dean to step in and save his life. Yeah. Also, the hunter didn't like... I think the fact that the hunter didn't even have like a demon blade should have tipped Dean off. 
Oh, see, actually, I disagree because remember, those are those are like super like that is a one of a kind thing. That's fair. Yeah. So this episode leans into Supernatural's long, long history. Um, in particular, it plays on the fact that for most hunters, demons are big fucking deals. Yeah, I actually really appreciated that. Yeah. Um, I appreciated that they brought that up because, like, we see Sam and Dean bop around and kill demons all the time, but they've got their special little knife. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and not every hunter has a special little demon knife, so. Yeah. This- yeah, I, I appreciate that Dean was like, hey, buddy, I'm Dean Winchester, but you're going to get your shit fucked. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, you'll notice in the flashbacks, Henry and Josie only had the, um, they, they the could exorcism. only do the exorcism. Yeah. 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 So, also I liked in the end when Henry was like, we're doing something really good here. It was thrilling, but also scary. We're risking our lives, but it's important. And Josie was like, I feel like a yeah. whole new person. Like, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, Henry, you're going to get your shit rocked. Yep. Also, everyone's getting their shit rocked this episode, except for Sam and Dean again. Yeah. So, yeah, but, uh, Crowley is like, you're scared of the of the first blade. And Dean's like, well, you're addicted to human blood. And Crowley's like, well, you're addicted to the knife. Embrace your darker side. Hiss, 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 hiss. <laughs> uh, so we have that to look forward to. This episode yeah. was actually pretty good continuity-wise. Yeah. yeah kind of surprised. Like, I, for a minute, I was like, oh, I got you, because uh, all of the soulless people are acting just whacked, right? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. they're going around and killing people for no reason, and I was like, but that's not how Sam acted when he was soulless, because Sam, soulless Sam was actually pretty controlled, I guess, comparatively. Yeah. yeah. Like, he was still going around doing a bunch of fucked up shit, but there was always a reason for it, mm-hmm. and... He wasn't just randomly attacking people who pissed him off, like, even a little bit. Um, and Sam, Dean asked Sam about Sam about it, and Sam was like, well, maybe it affects pe- people differently. And I was like, ah, close, but no cigar. You got away with it this time, <laughs> Supernatural, but I'll be on the watch out for next time. So, yeah. I bestow on this episode the highest honor I can give any season nine episode. It's It's okay. Yeah, Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, it was a very inoffensive episode. Mm -hmm. Like it's one of those episodes where if someone's like, hey, what's Supernatural like? This would be on that list. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking today, actually, I was like, if I had saw, if I had seen this episode, like, if this was my first Supernatural episode, would I have watched Supernatural? And the answer was probably, like, no. Probably no. But I wouldn't hate it either. I would probably, yeah. like, if this, if I were randomly on, uh, like, TNT one day, and this was the re-one, I probably wouldn't turn it away from TNT either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go, since we're almost to the end of uh, season nine, I'm going to pull up a Supernatural episode list 
because I we, we have been on this season for 10 years uh, and I can't remember all the episodes and I want to look through and see if any of them have gotten my like full stamp of approval. Any like uh, doubtful like any of them so far? Yes. I don't remember any of these fucking episodes. Yeah, let's see. I'm on supernaturalwiki.com slash category colon season underscore nine. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And oh boy, I've clicked on these. (laughs) They're still purpled (laughs) out to show that I have, but uh... I can tell I've clicked on them, but (laughs) oh boy. I think I remember rocking a hard place. Yeah. I think I remember. <laughs> I remember Dog Dean Afternoon because that episode was a little buck wild. Oh, yeah. That's the yeah. one where, like, Dean can talk to dogs or whatever. Yeah. I actually. Um, I think we liked that one because, like, the villain was... was so fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, don't remember what Bad Boys is. Oh, that's Don't that's remember a Dean. What Holy Terror. That's one where Dean's like, I was in the system for like two months. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. And like it's his uh, foster dad taking care of him. Yeah. Yeah. What? Don't remember Firstborn. Uh. And we watched that recently. Firstborn yeah. is, I think, where we meet Kane, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I think that's okay. right. Yeah. Wait, then what's road trip? Oh, that's the one where Sam it like gets revealed that Sam's possessed by Gadriel and then Gadriel like runs off. That's right. And okay. Dean Crowley and Cass have to go deal with that. This okay. season is so yeah, yeah, okay. fucking long. And well, really it's cuz we've taken like three hiatuses <laughs> cuz we've been yeah, that's true. So I think it's just subconsciously we just don't want to watch season nine. Yeah. Oh boy. Hey. Um, I think is I'm no angel. The Castiel episode where he's like bopping around as a human and uh, he has a job. Yeah. Let's see. An angel faction led by Bartholomew. Blah 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 blah. Actively hunting for Castiel. Yada yada yada. Cast meets April Kelly. So no. Oh, damn. But it is a cast episode, and that's, like, when... So it's the one of the first real cast episodes of the season. Well, that's not true, because he's in the first two episodes, um, I think. Oh, I'm I'm thinking of Heaven Can't Wait. Yeah, Heaven yeah. Can't Wait. That was a good episode. Yeah. Yes. That was the Castiel as a human having a job. Yeah. Eating peanut butter sandwiches or whatever he does. Yeah, because he lived in the convenience store mm-hmm. didn't like the purge didn't like sharp teeth captives was good yeah captives was good we got a resolution on uh on um mrs. kevin and yeah. mrs tran yeah and i liked uh parts of blade runners yeah this is rough this is uh this has been a rough conversation guys Oh god! I don't know if we're gonna do this in season ten. I don't know what we're gonna do. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! So I looked up 
Crowley slash Dean Winchester on archiveofourown.com. How many do we got? 763. I don't know if that's more or less than I thought there would be. That is um, less than I thought there would be, honestly. Okay. Still a pretty fair amount. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's that's quite a few fix. Uh, I will say the very first one, uh, Dean and Castiel, and then Crowley and Dean is like a side pairing. Also, these are dirty. Y'all are nasty. (laughs) Go to church. I mean, like, shit, I will not say on this podcast because it's too gross. Wow. I mean, we've said some pretty gross stuff on this podcast that I've also bleeped out. And it's uh, (laughs) too far for me. It's too far. So... Is it scat stuff? How worse? How do y'all live with yourselves? (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, this is... uh, Is this when I reveal a little bit of fanfic author this whole time? um, Benedetta for forever. Sorry, what? Oh, I said, is this where I reveal that I've been a fanfic author all along? Jesus Christ. Is it where where you reveal that? No, it's not. Okay. Some of these are nasty, but like in a way that's like acceptably fanficy, right? Mm-hmm. Just like it's just sex. Maybe there's a curse going on, so it's a little dubious consent, but like it gets wrapped up. Like it's it's not. Do you get what I'm saying? Like it's in the realm of fiction, so it's like yeah, yeah. We can play with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But some of these are like. Hoof, you know? Yeah. Just hoof. I want to go back to the Cass and Dean shit. That at least that shit is wholesome, you know? <laughs> That's my good Christian fanfic right there. <laughs> That's fanfic you can show your grandmother. I know, right? Oh, ha, ha. <laughs> oh my god. I got my grandmother a Christmas present and she loves romance novels. And so I went up to the uh like bookstore a bookstore person was like hey my grandmother loves romance novels but i don't want to get her something that's like too sexual because it's my grandmother you can't like i don't know what my grandmother does with her life outside of like when i see her and stuff and normal things normal grandma things but like i don't need to be buying her outlander there are crazy sex scenes in that, right? Uh, so I bought her the first Bridgerton novel, which actually <laughs> I've read now, and it's pretty sexual. Nice. <laughs> I was led astray by books a million. That's how it'd be. Also, yeah. Bridgerton TV show, pretty great. Bridgerton novels, huh? Interesting. Interesting. Any final thoughts before we get into some reviews of this uh, great episode of Supernatural? Written by Adam Glass, directed by Misha Collins. Um, this is an amazing good, fucking Supernatural episode. Good job, Misha. Yeah. yeah, good job, Misha. There were a couple of shots that I really liked. One of the things I really liked was uh, when when they went to that diner scene that Sam was in. And it was like that kind of 
matte painting of the of the town or whatever. Yes. And they kind of like I honestly I got a little wily coyote there for a second yeah. because I was like, damn, where are we now? And then <laughs> it panned into a diner and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> oh well. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um Yeah, Misha, you did a good job. Also, proud of you for having work post Supernatural. Yeah, yeah. what's he doing? He, oh, he's going to be Harvey Dent. Yeah, and got old Two Face and Gotham Knights. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, oh my God, Bruce Wayne is murdered, and his adopted son forges an alliance with the children of Batman's enemies. The city becomes more Whoa. dangerous. What is that? What that show is going to be about? Yeah, I fucking guess so. Holy shit. Also, Batman's son. You know they're fucking talking about Damien. Yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. I mean, Damien's fine. Don't get me wrong. But, like, <laughs> I just hate how the other Robins get pushed aside. Specifically to, you know, yeah, well, cater it, it to... Can't be- like his real son, quote unquote. He's too busy being in a jar. <laughs> okay. Which one? one? Which one's <laughs> the one that doesn't have knees anymore? Uh, <laughs> technically, all of them. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> technically, one hundred percent of them. Okay. Uh, no. Um, actually, all of them still have knees. No, oh, I don't. Um. Technically. I guess my joke was unneeded. Okay, so anyways. Um, it looks like Stephanie Brown's going to be in it, and that's actually really exciting. So fun fact about Stephanie Brown, she was also Robin. Um, oh. Yeah, she was like the one lady Robin. Also Harper oh. Rowe, that's great. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Kelly. Carrie Kelly was also a Robin, specifically in the... Um, Specifically in uh, the Fuckface McGee's universe. I can't remember his name. Hmm. Uh, oh, my God. I have no idea. He wrote... What did he write? Oh, my God. Dark Knight Rises. Oh, okay. Oh, that guy. Oh, Zack Snyder? No, not Zack Snyder. Frank... Frank Frank Welker. Frank, Frank Miller? That's not right. Frank Miller. That's who he is. Yes. Yeah, Frank McDonald. Frank. We got it. <laughs> Frank Mc, McGee. Okay. Anyways, let's read some reviews. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this is actually like, yeah, there's your 10 out of 10 reviews. They're, they're typically pretty good, but there is a low, a low one here that I'm actually kind of surprised to see. So uh, I'm going to read the highest one and the lowest one, and we'll start with the highest one. Wow. The role of nuns was so fascinating. And what a treat to see the wonderful Jenny O'Hara. She is fantastic as always. That was was, uh, Julia Wilkinson, the nun lady. Oh, okay. Sam's constant judgment of Dean is getting old. Everything Dean says creates this crinkly, judgmental face. He can't just let Dean be Dean. Get over yourself already. 10 out of 10. Oof. <laughs> huh. Okay. 
And here's the lowest one. Blah. That's the lowest one? It's only seven. Yeah. Well, I feel like a seven is a very fair rating for this episode. Yeah, I would actually yeah, that's, agree. That's true. Um, could be lower, though. Yeah, it's You're, not could, too generous. It could always be lower. Yeah. <laughs> it could always be lower. It ain't no 6.9, I'll tell you that much. Boom! Hey. Bang! Okay. Alright, read this, read this review. Not awful, but not great either. I like the flashback at first, but after a little bit it didn't really take off. Sure, it explained to Abaddon and how she got into the Men of Letters to wreck the massacre, but not so much in an interesting way. The stolen souls were almost a side note at the end, as they didn't really quantify how many souls she was, uh, she had taken by showing her army or prove that they were loyal at all by showing one in action. That is a good point. Like, Abaddon's yeah. making these demons just kind of assuming they'll be loyal to Abaddon, but why does she think that? Oh, no, like, I think the way they're torturing them and, like, reprogramming them, that's what they're implying. It's, it, she's doing a Naomi. Yeah. Yeah. Who was that? Oh, Who's she was Naomi? the one, oh the lady that re- deprogrammed and reprogrammed uh, Cass. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. See, they don't they don't say that in the episode. Supernatural loves for its fans to fill in the blanks. Yeah. Well, they only have forty five <laughs> yeah, minutes, and not That's and true. not in the great way. Yeah. yeah. Hey. They really like it when we Mad Libs an episode an explanation for them. Is there Supernatural Mad Libs? I need a noun. Yes, there is. <laughs> I'm sure there is. Yeah, I need a. I need a. I need an adjective. Okay, now I need a place name. All right. Um. Wish they could have sent someone back in time, like Sam, because that's always an interesting gimmick when they do so. I also like that they were able to keep the same actor as Harry Henry Winchester, as he did well the last time as well as this time. Still bugs me that young Sam and Dean are constantly shifting. Seven out of ten. What, are they talking about the child actors? I, I guess. Well, I've got bad news about children. <laughs> they, they grow up. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, hopes, dreams, wishes, realities, unrealities, or anything else you'd like to share I before wish, we sign off for the night? I wish that the entirety of Supernatural was good. <laughs> <laughs> like I wish oh, I, I wish Supernatural at its worst was as bad as this episode. That's what I wish. But I I don't think it is possible for a series that has run as long as Supernatural mm-hmm. to have it be consistently at least like this. Yeah. Oh no, it can't. It is unsustainable. Yeah. See, I wish kind of the opposite of you. I wish every episode was either amazing or on the level of Dog Dean Afternoon. Okay. But not full on <laughs> not, uh, Man's uh, Best not, Friend? No. I meant Man's Best Friend with benefits. <laughs> yeah. I wish either every episode was just the fucking, like, was fucking, um, oh my god, I can't remember the name of Sam's episode where he's dealing with his addiction, but that episode is one of my favorites. Mm. And Swan Song is really good. Dark Side of the Moon. I wish it was either the best episodes of season five yeah. or fucking Bucks. Yeah. Every yeah. single episode. Um, yeah. 
either wow me or give me something to talk about. Okay. They can either be they can either be a Eric Kripke masterpiece yep. or a Buck Lemming nightmare. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Fuck with that. that is that is what I want. Do not oh, none of it, these none of this Midland shit. Okay. It. Honestly, it blows my mind that they got the writers for the infinitely most hated episode of Supernatural to come on and be regular writers for the show. Yeah. They, they were Why like, would they you guys that? have written the worst episode of Supernatural. Do you want to write the second worst episode of Supernatural? Hey, we think you can top that one. Do you want to try? And then they wrote their episode about <laughs> about dog fetishes. Delightful. Ooh, so good. <laughs> when the levee breaks, that's uh, the Sam episode where he's dealing with his addiction. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Honestly, a dream. Ten out of ten. Give me that episode. Uh... Hey, if you guys know where to find Party Monsters so that we can watch it for LSA, please let us know. Oh, I'm working yeah. on it. Oh god, we're gonna we're gonna really try for you guys. Uh, speaking of, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, we've already teased it a couple of times, but for three dollars a month, you can get access to the other show we do, Let's Shag Ass, where we watch things that supernatural actors are in that are not supernatural coming soon to your ears near you is uh hopefully party monsters if we can find it um for one dollar a month you can join our discord where we have a bunch of fun conversations we will be sharing the supernatural lib of alternate madness ultimate madness which is a thing that exists uh travis found it on the internet so thank you travis um and we also just have a lot of fun. There's some movie nights sometimes and, and chit chats. And uh, one of our fans just went to a Supernatural Con and just shared a bunch of lovely pictures and stories. That was great. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and uh, if you want to check out our socials, at Hadcast on Twitter and Instagram. And Hey, Aspet, a Supernatural Podcast on Facebook. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Have fun. And don't die. Bye. Bye.